opportunities, new partners, EG Tax. Hey everybody, this is the Tax Lady, and we're talking about mid-year taxes and uh I'm going to tell you, it's hard to believe that half the year's over. It seems like it just was yesterday that we were battling the snow and the ice. But here it is, beautiful, beautiful summer. People are swimming, boating, having grilling outside. It's wonderful. And in the middle of the year, you should take a look at your taxes. Okay. I'm joined in studio with Tiffany Fabian. Hey, Tiff. How are you? Hey there, Esther. Very, very good. And Christopher Fabian. Hello, Esther. Hello, Christopher. Okay, so we want to talk about, here it is, uh, you know, we got like six months left of the year. The first thing people should do is, I think, look at your withholding and your wages thus far. Yeah, I was um, with a client doing their return the other day, and she's a retired teacher, and she sold her house, and her she's a single lady, Um actually married separate, but we itemize every year with the mortgage interest and her property taxes, but she no longer has a house. And so her first question sitting down is, what's the difference going to be? Should I do more withholdings, et cetera, et cetera? So there's a lady asking the right questions. Absolutely. Because asking in January is too late because once the die is cast, it's cast, right? Right, right. If you didn't like your answer on your tax return that you just that you just did for 2021 and you don't change anything for 2022, you're going to get the same answer. That's right. If you don't change what you're doing, you're going to get what you're going to get what you got, right? Yes. Okay, right. so the thing is the uh, kind of the the clue would be is there a change in your situation? First of all, such as marriage, whether it's getting married or getting a divorce, right? Sometimes getting married or many times getting married is not a good thing from your tax standpoint, right? No, they've, as long as I've been doing taxes, they talk about a marriage penalty and it is alive and well, and they haven't fixed it. And um, so generally when you get married, your the taxes you can write off, your property taxes are limited. Um, the amount that you can write off, um, f- the limits are different for rentals, uh, for student loans versus if you're single. And so the thresholds and the cutoffs are a lot less for married people. And it's a shame, but it's, it's the world we are. Well, I mean, if you took two single people and added them together, you'd find out that their subtraction would be more than a married couple, right? Yep. Yep. Because, and that's exactly right. So if you get many times people get married and say, well, I'm going to save money on taxes. Not really. No, no. As a matter of fact, I I can think of a lot of my couples that haven't gotten married because they save money by not being married, especially when they get the FAFSA and the assistance and the earned income credit. And so they purposely don't get married until the kids are out of the house. And maybe by then they just don't get married. But the, the bennies are much better when you are not married. That's absolutely true. The marriage penalty is alive and well in the tax code throughout every threshold all the way up. Uh, So another change would be children. Now, how would children impact a tax return? Well, the child tax credit is $3,000 for a child 17 and under. 
So, so it's not thirty six hundred anymore. I thought it was thirty six hundred. Oh. For if they're under the thirty six hundred for under five, under six, right. and then okay. three thousand. Sorry, okay. I just you know. No, I, it's I mean, thirty. I it's it thirty six hundred dollars if you have young kids, right? Super and young. children six or older until they reach eighteen is three thousand. You got right? it. Yep. And then if you have and those, and that and it, that's a credit. Explain the difference between a subtraction and a credit. Yeah, a, subtraction a, lowers your adjusted gross income. A, a credit is dollar for dollar in your pocket. Okay, so if you have the $3,600 credit, that means $3,600 in your pocket. You get it. Right. Yep. If you have a $3,600 subtraction, that lowers your taxable income. So if you're in the 10% bracket, that $3,600 subtraction just saved you Three hundred and sixty dollars. I'd yeah, rather so 3, have thirty-six hundred. Is a lot better than three hundred and sixty. Yep. So as you were saying, you'd rather have the credit than the adjustment to income, and so that would be much better. So, and, but I don't think people understand that that we're kind of moving from a tax code with deductions to a tax code with credits. Yeah, we are. We are because now the child tax credit was expanded. Uh, the um, earned income credit, college the, credits, right. retirement savers credit, the expansion of the child care credit. Right. All those credits are so important because they're not just little deductions multiplied by your tax bracket, they're in your pocket money. Yeah. Yeah, there, there used to be in order to get the child tax credit, you used to have wait, you had to have wages. And so now with the new code, that's not the case. And so you can get the child tax credit without wages. And so as you had just said, that's money in your pocket. So if you're somebody who hasn't filed because you're like, I, I've heard I don't have to file, but I won't get anything because I don't have any wages. Wait a minute. If you have kids, now you're going to get money in your pocket. So if I, if I had five children under the age of six, I had no wages, I would get a refund of $18,000. Correct. God bless you. Is that something? That is something. You don't pay a freaking penny in to the federal government and you get $18,000. That's nuts. And that's where last year they were doing those advanced payments. And so that's what people were getting part of that new 3,600 or the $3,000. And so they were getting it in advance, and it was really, people were counting on it. When I told people how much they got in advance, they're like, oh, wow, that was a lot of money, you know? Yep. But this year, they're so Okay, so not only uh, is it something you should be concerned of if you have new children, because you should be dancing in the street, but if you have children who are going off on their own, why is that important? Because, for instance, if you're a single mom and you get ahead of household and now that child is going off on their own and you can't claim them, you're going to lose that head of household filing status, which is really going to be very detrimental. And you're going to want to plan extra plan for something like that because your tax rate will go up. So it's not only just that you... It's that you aren't that you're not able to claim the child anymore and get the five hundred dollar credit. You're not going to get the education credit either if they're in, out of college. But on top of everything, you lose the filing status and you go from like 
$12,000 in standard deduction to from 18,000 to 1200, 12,000. So you lose $6,000 in deductibility at 10% of $600 as well, state and federal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is very, very costly. And um, so you really have to plan for that. I know. <laughs> I, I And then the college credit is huge. And so it's something that's going to affect the federal return. And it's also going to probably affect your state return as well, wherever you And live. then if they qualify too for earned income credit, they could be going from getting a $8,000 refund to getting a $200 refund because their child's done with college. That's right. Absolutely. So if your children are older, getting in out of college, graduating, and you're a single parent, you may be very su- surprised that your filing status has changed. So something that else to look at. Um, how about people that are changing their jobs? Why would that have anything to do with their taxes? <laughs> because they might get a job that's paying more. And then also there's a, a new W-4 form, a new withholding form. And a lot of my clients, whenever they're doing their new withholding forms, I find that they're doing it electronically. They're not getting the paper copy. They're doing everything on Paycom or on their phone. And so I had two clients, for instance, who filled out new W-4s, and for some reason they checked exempt, and so they weren't having any federal withholdings. And so you really want to see how much you're making, make sure you fill out the new W-4 correctly. It's very confusing. And so you want to make sure you but, get the and, right and deductions. We, we'll, you know, here's the thing. The new W-4 is designed for you to not get a big refund. Right. Would you agree with that? Yes, wholeheartedly. That's Okay. But you like a big refund, so that's where we come in. We don't charge you to we don't charge you to help you to do your W four. If you are somebody that kind of banks on that money and you want the extra money withheld, EG Tax will help you. You can just call us and and we'll help you to fill out your W four. Right, right. You know, and the thing too is. You may your pay may have changed. You may have been paid weekly, and now it's going biweekly or bimonthly, and that adjusts your withholdings too. So, or you're getting paid more. Hopefully, you're getting paid more at the new job. So, you really got to look at the impact of that job change on your tax return, on your withholdings, and adjust accordingly. Yeah, and then you want to look at the 401k. Are they going to make you wait a year before you can contribute, or can you start contributing right away? So you should have those conversations with us and see how much you could set aside in your 401k, and we can even you know walk you through some of the options of what you might want to invest in. You know, and speaking of the 401k, I know with the downturn in the market right now with the with everybody kind of losing money in the stock market, you say, hey, I don't want to put money into that that investment. I'm going to lose money. You don't have to stick with stock market investments. Mm-hmm. There are mm-hmm. many other investments that are available to you, such as just an IRA in your 401k. So you might only get 3% interest, but it's FDIC insured. You don't have to worry about it. Rather than stopping your contribution to your pension plan, this is a great way to continue the contribution. Don't have any worries to think of. You're still getting the tax write-off. You're still getting the employer match. And those are things that are very good too. So you wouldn't advise because of the downturn stopping your 401k. Right. That would not be a good idea. Well, you know, talk about job change. What if you go from a W-2 employee to a 1099 employee? Now, what does that mean, Chris? You go 
basically you go from being employed to being self-employed. Which... Now, how could somebody do that? It's interesting. I was with a gentleman yesterday who's got nine locations in Michigan, and he's got all of his staff on a 1099. What does that mean? <laughs> that means that he, they're self-employed. He can't tell them when their hours are. He can't give them the tools to do his the job. They are independent contractors. They'll come and go as they please. They'll make their own hours. They bring their own workstations. They decide where they're going to work. And so that means that they are the okay, captains of their is, own ship. What do we do with this guy? He tells them when to come, when to go, what their hourly rate is. He provides all their stuff for them. Well, as Chris chuckled, I think Chris chuckled because he was thinking that might be the case. And so what he's doing is wrong. You might even call it fraud. Well, as a matter of fact, it is wrong. And it is fraud. But you see, he doesn't know any better. And I said to him, those are not freelance employees. Those are self-employed people, and issuing them 1099s is not the right thing to do. They need to go on a W-2. Correct. So he would have to pay into their Social Security. He'd have to pay into Workman's Comp. He would have to pay into the the Federal Family Leave Act for them. He would also, depending on Michigan's disability laws, may have to pay into a disability plan for them as well. Yes, so I was out on his... 34-foot yacht, oh. and um, and he hadn't filed his return, and I said, I think you're going to owe about a half a million dollars oh. in taxes, not to mention how you really aren't paying your employees correctly, and it's interesting how what happens is you end up uh, meeting people and uh, kind of being the tax counselor. He, no he didn't are. throw you off the boat? Well, no, because I was very nice about it because I didn't want to go off the boat. Well, the truth is, is that any of those employees that he's paying is a 1099, a contract. There's a form you can submit to the IRS that you say that you're suspicious that you're being paid incorrectly. And that would really cut him off at the knees. Also, if anybody got hurt on the job and they called Michigan Department of Labor, the disability board, they would then start that whole investigation. And so you just don't want to be on the other end of that. You know? Well, you know, speaking of that, um, all these personal things that I see, another thing that I see that's personal is when you get personal services done, like hair grooming or nails or pedicures, those services ask for tips and cash. Why do you think they would ask for tips and cash? <laughs> because they think they're being sneaky, and I don't think they're going to report it. And they right. should. And, that, and I have said to those business owners, you're, you are absolutely cruising for a bruising, because if the Internal Revenue Service ever, ever starts you? looking at your industry, they are going to come and shut you down. Yeah, and then they'll they'll send fake customers out. I mean, I've seen where tax agencies have requested people's phone records to see where they travel. I mean, they are part of the law, and they will do what they have to do to make sure you're following the letters of the law. So if you're somebody working for an establishment and your tips are in cash, you have to claim those tips as income. Yes, Just because it comes in cash. 
doesn't mean you don't claim the dips. Right, right. And if you're used to being a W-2 employee and now you're self-employed, I mean, you're not just paying income tax, you're paying the self-employment tax, which is another 15.3% of your net profit. So if you have no expenses, like how many, I know I have a lot of clients who retire and the company hires them back as, as consultants. As freelancers. As freelancers. So now, you know, they're paying double the tax basically on the federal because of the self-employment tax. So it, it can be quite costly. So you got to be careful and you got to plan accordingly. And maybe you should do quarterly payments or estimates as people or, call or them. maybe you should go to your boss and say i'm not a consultant i'm an employee mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, right and because that company could get in trouble yeah and and be, i just got to circle back to the nail salons how many times have you gone to a nail salon and they're like can you pay the whole bill in cash and so that's really they're dancing well i said cash. to my nail lady i said look it i have to pay taxes on all the income i get yeah and I'm going to give you a $25 tip. You want it? Do you want it on a credit card, or do you want no tip? Oh, I'll, I'll said, take put, it. Put on, put on, put on credit card. It's okay. Now, a lot of people also going back in the other direction. A lot of people are afraid to have that conversation with their employer because they're fearful of getting terminated or Fire. losing their job. Right. <clears throat> right. Absolutely. So you really, it's really a fine line. You have to. Yeah. And, you know, one of the big industries where people are self-employed and they're really employees is daycare, child care. You know, you bring somebody into your home to watch your children. That's a household employee. Not and a, so do they claim it, Chris? Some people do. <laughs> not many. But a lot of people don't. Right, right. But and I will tell you with the change in the tax law, when you can save 50 percent, on what you pay to that daycare provider, the same thing that I just said to the other person. I got to pay taxes on my money. You have to pay taxes on yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> the, the, the amount now, if you are self-employed, truly, and and like this is all, make sure you're planning. Make sure that <clears throat> you keep track of all the money that you make and all your expenses. Um, for instance, the daycare, they're probably driving the kids around. They're probably getting food for the kids. <clears throat> they're probably getting sanitizing products, diapers, wipes. And so you want well, to keep track because, of and, and the big deduction is the square footage of their home, right? Yep. That's used for the daycare. Right. So you have to take the square footage of your entire house, and then you divide it by the square footage of the rooms that you're using for the daycare. And that could be well, quite uh, substantial. It's actually the, it's actually the, the hours. It goes by the, the square footage and then hours. Yeah. Right. And then. So, and, all right. So moving on to how about uh, should you, should there be a death in your family? A spouse passes away. Right. Right. So in, in the year of death of your spouse, if you and your spouse qualify, you could file a joint return with them. Right? right. And if you have children, you get to do joint that year that they passed away. And then you get to do qualifying widow or widower for the next two years if you have qualifying kids. Right. Yeah. And so you really but want to make sure the, you plan. But the death aspect, the, then the other thing is moving. What if you move for your job? Is that deductible? Not on the federal. Unless you are a military employee. 
Right. 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 And the military didn't but pick up the cost. Let's go back to inheritance and death. We just mentioned your spouse, but what if what if it was your great uncle who puts you down as a beneficiary on the IRA? I mean, that's well, that, gonna- and that's that's something you got to deal with. Yeah, because for instance, I'm thinking of one of my clients, and they have kids, and they have dependents, and they just inherited some money, and so they usually get the earned income credit, and so they're used to this big windfall. Now this year, they took lots of that inheritance money, and so you really want to plan for those sort of changes, and people just don't anticipate it, and they're planning on a refund that they might not get. Yeah. So, so if- the bottom line, if something's special happened in your life, you should give EG Tax a call, right? Right. If there is any type of change in your life, any type of income change, you know, even winning at the casino could impact your return. You want to do the planning to see how it will affect your tax return. So if during the year somebody that has a small business had a car that they are going to trade in, does that affect their tax return? Yeah, you have to get rid of the car. You have to sell off the car and dispose of the assets. So that is going to cause a tax liability or potential tax liability. Because you, so- no, you can no longer adjust the basis of the asset. No. Right. You have to pay taxes on it. Yep, I was just doing that for a real estate agent. She traded in her car, and so she didn't know that change in the code, which happened about six years ago. <clears throat> and so she was surprised by how much she owed by that event. And so you really want to make amends for it or plan for it. Right. And then the other thing is the earned income credit for seniors, and they're not aware of that. Right, 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 because they just changed that law. Um, it used to end at 65. Now it goes up to 125. If you're still alive and still working, you can get an earned income credit. And and they just really revved that up for a single person with no children. I mean, it used to be maxed out at like $350, and now it's like $1,500 you could potentially right, and that's get. Such a, you know, when you think about a senior who's on a fixed income, what a blessing that is. Yeah. But again, if you don't claim it and you're not aware of it and you're sitting there saying, I don't have to file a tax return because I'm under the minimums, shame on you. You have just left them with like $1,500 and, of your and, and then really exciting is when I was doing the 2021 returns, there were some seniors that didn't work in 2021, but I got to use their income from 2019, which was low for the earned income credit because because of the CARES Act with COVID, you're allowed to use the income from 2019 on their 20 and 21 return. And so in 2021, there were seniors getting earned income credit and it was just a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and so the, the whole thing is taxes are not easy. There's a windfall out there for many, many people. And another way, many times if we can show you another way to do something can also save you money. So that's a reverse windfall. You don't have to pay taxes yeah. on. Another and thing, a, seniors yeah. can now put money into IRAs beyond the age of 65. And that's so that true. might lower their income to qualify for the earned income Absolutely. credit. <clears throat> and so but here's, here's the thing. If you need help, mm-hmm. even if you don't think you need help, look at run it by us. There's no charge. We don't charge you to to help you, to be your sounding board. Our website is eg 
T-A-X.com. There's Ask the Tax Lady. You can ask your questions online. We're happy to help you. There's no charge. And you can call us at our corporate headquarters at 716-632-7886. Until next time, I'm Esther Golius, the Tax Lady, with Tiffany Fabian, Christopher Fabian. Have a great summer. Thanks for listening. New friends, new opportunities, new partners, EG Tax.